Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. So it's just me and you tonight, man. Yeah. I think we'll do a... It really doesn't matter because it's all GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, so, whatever we want to do. Like, we'll call it whatever the fuck we want to call it. Doesn't need an official name or anything like that. Nope. Uh, Overflow we had, at the mic, at, on the mic, at the diner, whatever. At the diner with with the geek sheets and mic on the mic with uh, yeah. <laughs> something. I don't know. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a podcast. Who cares? Yeah, it's just supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading, like, just going through the news here, man. And there is just like, well, first off, like a, a quick moment of silence for, for Eddie Money. Like, oh, yeah. I, I know that, like, w- when people think of Eddie Money, they don't think of, like, man, that guy was just like, he was the man. He was the greatest of rock stars. Like, it, he was consistent and he played into his 70s. Like, he was still rocking out. And, the dude knew what he was. I mean, he used to be a cop. He was a police officer. And he went from being a police officer to, I mean, a, a hit musician. And I, it's it's just admirable. And anybody who gets to live their passion and live their life doing the thing that they want to do, I mean, I think it, it, it deserves props, man. So say what you will about Eddie Money. You know, take shots at him for being cheesy, whatever. He, he was a musician. He was doing what he loved. And nobody should die of cancer because it's a fucking horrible thing to die of. So, Absolutely agree, 110%. I mean... I mean, it takes courage to, to do what we do, you know, to 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 put yourself out there to to speak on your vulnerabilities, your thoughts, and then to go out in front of a crowd, whether it be 20 people or 20,000 people and perform it. You know, it's 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 admirable, should be respected. And, you know, it's you know, mu- music is, is a little like music is definitely taking a hit today with this news. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, our, our thoughts and prayers with uh, Eddie Money's family, and uh, I mean, uh, rest easy, buddy. We, you know, I, I don't know anybody who can't listen to uh, what is it, two tickets to paradise, or take yep. me home tonight, and doesn't want to sing along with it. So, right, yeah, baby, hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're not singing along with Eddie Money, there's there's something wrong with you. I wanted to talk briefly. I actually, I might have deleted it. I got to see if I wrote it. No, yeah, I totally deleted it, but I I can remember it from memory. So what we're going to do here is we're just going to go a little all over the map. It's going to be kind of a topical episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, It's myself, Mike Lunsford. Uh, I've also got my co-host with me. His name is MC Brooks. I do want to talk a little bit about last week's uh, football results. I didn't watch it actively, but I saw through Twitter and... (laughs) Let me tell you, as a D.C. resident slash native slash football fan, um, I mean, because I would still consider my fa- myself a fan, even though I pretty much like dis- like disowned that team. Watching the way the fans reacted to them being up 20 to 7 at halftime and then just melting down and losing that game was... It- <laughs> That's all I can do. I'll laugh. I have commentary <laughs> for this. But we're going to save it for after the opening, guys. It's it's Mike. It's MC. It's GGR Pirate Radio. And we're starting right now. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Start your computations for time warp. You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. 
You throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn same. thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. It's called pirate radio. <laughs> it is useless, useless. Don't let yourself be destroyed as only one did. $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? <laughs> you have to ask, big man. You can't afford it. This is called Pirate Radio. Pain heels. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Lady, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Your name's Ash. Housewares. Portly Clover, make a wish. Wish you weren't so f***ing awkward, bud. This is called Pirate Radio. Before you start. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutford. I'm totally gonna use that too. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, we have got a wonderful episode in store for you tonight. Uh, We're riding, we're riding light. We're, uh, it's just me and MC. It's Mike and MC doing our thing on the podcast tonight. Steve is under the weather. Um, I don't know if you guys run into the same thing that I do, if you work in an office or anything like that. But it's this time of year when we first start seeing the weather change and fall is like right right around the corner, right? That's when everybody starts getting sick. Steve got hit by that same bug because I have like two or three people at my office that are feeling it too. I've been popping allergy pills like they're Skittles, like as hard as I possibly can to try to avoid this. So hopefully I don't get the bug either. But that's why Steve is not with us tonight. Um, but we do have MC and fingers crossed, knock on wood, that neither of us catches this bug either. But um, yeah. I think we're ready. I think we're ready to rock on this episode, man. You ready to go? Let's go. All right, let's do it. Um, there is so much going on in our world, as always, because the world never stops turning. And one of the things that I, I wanted to just briefly mention is it is Friday the 13th. So mm, spooky. Um, I've never been one that thought anything of Friday the 13th. It's just a day. I know some people get real superstitious. I'm not superstitious at all, even in the least bit. Like, I just don't believe in it. I, I think that it's nonsense. I think people like ma- like making excuses for things like this. But on the flip side, too, I also like how fun it is. I like when people are like, ooh, it's spooky. Let's do spooky things. Or like, you know, ooh, watch out for this. You know, black cat across your path. Ha ha. Like, when you have fun with it, it's one thing, but when people legitimately believe it, they're like, oh, you better not do any of this on Friday the 13th. Dude, it's a day. Just stop. Like, it doesn't yep. mean anything. Or like, oh, and the moon's full, too. Yeah, it just means it'll be a little brighter outside And when you go outside at night. Like, it doesn't mean anything, really. Like, it's it just, it's, I, I find it funny. I just enjoy how crazy people get and, and try to attribute these essentially just like random assortment of numbers uh, to a, to having bad luck or anything like that. Like if you go to a hotel, there's no 13th floor because they think it's unlucky and it's just stupid. (laughs) Right. I'll be honest. I, I honestly, if it weren't for people sharing memes today, I would not have even thought of today as Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just it's stupid it really is but yeah it's also kind of isn't fun. that just from the movie too like did we're like the superstition or did the movie just like heighten it yeah like, i, I googled yeah. i googled earlier you know trying to just to see if like, and like all of my search results were just talking about the movie there was nothing about like any historical event or like thing that happened that made this a thing it was just like oh like is is this the reason we make it such a big deal because of the movie franchise Hey, let's do a little deep dive here, guys. Let's talk about it. Because, no, it is a thing. And it's been a thing for a long time. It's not just because of the movie. So the movie was because of the thing, if that makes sense. Like, it, it had always been. The, the, the number 13, for whatever reason, is unlucky. And I've actually got a story on Newsweek uh, about it. So we will read that. Um, reference References to Friday the 13th date back to medieval times. But some believe that it was inspired by the Bible. 
At the Last Supper, Judas Iscariot, who went on to betray Jesus to the Romans, was the 13th person at the table, potentially inspiring further fears of the number 13. Jesus was also said to have died on a Friday, also known as Good Friday, which has potentially resulted in Christians carrying the superstition from there. Moving uh, through to the Middle Ages, references to the Friday being an unlucky day in general appear as early as the 14th century. The Canterbury Tales writer George Chaucer wrote, On a Friday fell all this mischance. Uh, then there are the Knights Templar. Uh, the Catholic military order was arrested on Friday the 13th in October 1307 by order of King Philip IV. Uh, the Grand Master Jacques de Molay and scores of other French Templars were accused of asking recruits to spit on the cross, deny Christ, and engage in indecent in kissing. <laughs> what? I'm not sure what that means. I mean, I, who knows what that means? I'm curious. Well, we'll just assume that it's something very bad. Uh, they were charged with numerous offenses, such as financial corruption, fraud, and secrecy, and were also accused of idolatry. Uh, these prisoners were tortured and burned at the stake later on. Uh, this started a movement to arrest and disband the Knights Templar. Uh, Giochino Rossini, the Italian composer, died on Friday the 13th, according to Henry Sutherland Edwards' 1869 biography in it he wrote uh, Rossini was surrounded to the last by your admiring friends and it and if it be true that like so many Italians he regarded Fridays as an unlucky day and 13 as an unlucky number it is unremarkable it is remarkable that on Friday the 13th of November he passed away so it seems like it was just one of those things where it there was a bunch of different stuff and it just kind of came together and we just kind of ooh Friday the 13th it's spooky because Friday's an unlucky day and 13 is an unlucky number sort of thing weird it's, it's, it's weird how that's changed over the years too because we love fridays now yeah right <laughs> like we're we're always looking for looking forward to fridays the end of the work week uh many of us get paid on fridays there's a damn uh, restaurant called fridays like yeah, tgi exactly. fridays yeah we're we're recording our podcast on fridays you know yes. like it, it's 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 just funny how stuff like that can change over the years and yet stuff like the number 13 while you know people are more apt to using it now like the fact that hotels still don't use it and it still has this unlucky association with it like that still persisted over the years i mean people have, have lots of different crazy beliefs when it comes to a lot of different things uh there was some people really believe in, in numerology like numbers have meaning uh to to things and i mean like for instance I, i'm a sort of kind i wouldn't say believer in it but i mean like it is kind of neat how some of those things transpire like when I was growing up, my my favorite number was 11 because Drew Bledsoe wore number 11. So that was like always my favorite number. And then my son just happened to be born on 11-11. And I thought that was kind of a cool sign. I was like, well, that's that's kind of dope that like my kid was born on my favorite number, you know, twice, essentially. And I, again, I don't believe and I don't think it means anything special. I don't think he's going to be like the chosen one or anything like that. He's not going to be like, you know, like Anakin Skywalker or anything like that. But it just I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, but there are there are people who like I remember specifically I had a customer at one point and based on the transaction that we were doing, uh, a number was generated for that transaction. And I told them that and they were like, that's not going to work. And I was like, what do you mean that's not going to work? You've agreed to the pol you know, you agreed to everything that we've discussed. What's the issue? And they were like, well, the number. And I was like. Oh, there's a problem with the number. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, you think it's unlucky or something? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, uh, let me see if I can create you another one. Like it, it's some people are just are, are funny about stuff like that. Like it's I, I, I personally think that it's all in your head. But like. Yeah, but I mean, what what do I know? I mean, yeah, I, I could be wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. And people do that with another popular number, the six, six, six. Yeah, like that's that that that's one that I, I got a lot when I um, when I had my old call center job. Like whenever it would, whenever that would come up, whether it was uh, like the the price for something we were selling, yeah, or whether it was like, hey, this is the this is your number, whatever for your order, like it would all it would always come up, and they'd always want to do something, add some extra equipment, take something off, you know, redo the whole thing just so they could not have that number. Because of the stigma attached to it, obviously. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's and I get it too because it's funny because every time you say it, everybody's just like, "Ooh, six, six, six. and you're like, "It's just a fucking number, man." Like, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is listen to this, right? 
Uh, it is common to see the sim, uh, symbolic role of the integer 666 transferred to the digit 666. Uh, some people take the satanic associations of 666 so seriously that they actively avoid relating uh, things to that. And there's actually a name for that phobia, but I, there's no way in hell that I could pronounce that. It is the most ridiculous word I've ever seen in my life. Let me, I'm, I'm about to look it up, see if I can Yeah, it. but listen and, to and- this. The number of the beast is cited as six one six. Yes, yeah, I was I was yeah. actually just about to mention that that six 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 was a was a mistranslation. Yeah, and, well, actually, yeah, and, no, go ahead. and yeah, and yeah, it was a, it was a mistranslation, but it was so popular, and then it's the fact that it's still in sequence that even yeah. even with the fact that we know that six 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 wasn't the actual number, it's still going to be used that way because of, uh, you know, just because it's it's popular and and. It looks better in sequence. Like, I mean, what would look creepier on your wall as a bloody six 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 or six one six, or like, or like something like area code? You know, like yeah. Like what's that in? What's that scrolled on in blood on your wall? Oh, that that's three oh one. Ooh, Southern uh, Maryland. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> like, if I saw six one six, I'd just be like Marvel. Like the, the Marvel Universe? All yeah. right, that's cool. So so it's real, is what you're saying. Yeah. Did you see this word that I was talking about? Like, hex. it's hexacosio, hexaconta, hexaphobia. I uh, see. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about now? How? What yeah. the? Yeah, exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. How has this word not made it into any spelling bee yet? Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that breaks everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. I, and 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 the, the funny thing is, the one right under it when it's like related to Triskai decaphobia. Oh, that's thirteen. Fear of the number thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, holy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's just it's funny how people are about about things about numbers like it's. Yeah, I guess we all we're all superstitious about certain things. I mean, like when when the Caps were in the playoffs, like I was super I was like really, really superstitious about certain things. Like there was only one shirt that I would wear uh, when they were making that Stanley Cup run, because obviously it was lucky. You know, like there's no way that it was just them playing really well. And and it was uh, it had to have been caused by the the stupid T-shirt that I was wearing. That had to have been what it was. And just we we all I think we all do that to a certain degree. Like it's it's comforting in a way for us to do that. But um. I wanted to bring this up because this is one of the rants that I wanted to have. So there's this. Let me see if I can find it. It's a. So what's happening is, is uh, have you seen the pictures of the new iPhone and the and the camera that's on it? Uh, no, I haven't. It's the iPhone 11. Yeah, the iPhone 11 has three camera lenses. Oh, like, yeah. And what they're saying is, is. They said the iPhone lenses, th- this is a story from Gizmodo, right? The iPhone lenses are giving me tripophobia. And let me explain to you what tripophobia is, okay? I'm going to read this. This is directly from Wikipedia. Tripophobia is an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. So right there, that's what it is. And because of the the phone and the way those uh, lenses are are arranged it's it's creeping people out they're like hey it looks weird looks gross here's the problem with that phobia it doesn't fucking exist it's made up the term tripophobia is believed to have been coined by a participant in an online forum in 2005 so basically what it is is there's these things called they're like a lotus flower has seed heads and when you look at a lotus flower it, it looks weird. You're like, ew, those holes look kind of gross. It looks almost like a honeycomb pattern or like something or like a um, like a hornet's nest is what it looks like. Like if you look it up on Google, Google, you can see it. But like what happened was is online and I want to say it was it was 4chan. It was either 4chan or Reddit that they created this because what they were doing is, is they were taking that lotus flower with those holes in it. And they were photoshopping it onto somebody's hand. So it looked like their hand had all these holes in it. And people were like, oh, that's really, really creepy. So they made that term up for that phobia. But the phobia doesn't actually exist. But what people are saying is is they're, they're basically creating it. It's basically become like an urban legend. And people are talking themselves into having a phobia of this thing that doesn't actually exist. And Kylie Jenner 
is one of them. She started spreading it around the internet saying, oh my God, I have this because it's totally gross. And people are like, that's not a real thing. And she's like, no, totally is because I have a phobia of it. And they're like, it's, it was made up on 4chan. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it just, I always think it's funny that like how things get created because I mean, uh, this could, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not valid. It could be something that creeps people out and I could understand that. And I could see where somebody could have a phobia of it, yeah. but it's just funny that it all, it, it all got created by an internet forum. Like <laughs> that's the world we live in now. People just create shit and it's just, it just happens now, you know? Yeah. Now, do you think it could, it could be one of those things where even though it's a made up term, like, like this was a thing before and we just didn't have like a word for it until someone made one up or I, I think it's entirely possible. Yeah, because like because reading more into the wiki wiki um, article, here's what it says. It is not an officially recognized mental disorder, but many fall under the broad category of specific phobia. If fear is involved and the fear is excessive and distressing. So if you look at this thing and it really creeps you out and grosses you out to the point where you can't function, I mean, I, that. Sounds like a phobia to me, doesn't it? Right. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to be one of those people. I mean, like, we've, we, we stood on this hill and we will continue <laughs> to stand on this hill every single time that mental health is a very important thing here for us right. at GTR. Yeah. And we will always champion that cause. So that's one of the things that I want to say in this. I'm making fun of this particular thing because of how it got started. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it, it could legitimately be a real thing. And now we have a term for it. It'll just be interesting that instead of like scientific study coming up with a ter term for it, the Internet came up with a term for it. Yep. And, <laughs> and I think I think it was for I think it was 4chan. I, I, I was Googling trying to see if we could find where the where yeah. the origin where the origins of it were. Yeah, I'm I'm looking right here. It says the society and culture. The term trypophobia is believed to have been coined by a participant in an online forum in 2005. Yep. The word is so, from so. Greek. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, here it is. Because trypophobia is not well known to the general public, many people with the condition do not know the name for it and believe that they are alone in their trypophobic reactions and thoughts until they find an online uh, community to share it with. This has led to an increase in trypophobic images on social media. In some cases, people seek to intentionally induce trypophobia in those who have it by showing them trypophobic images, uh, which for the most trypophobic inducing images being holes and clusters, especially the lotus seed head photoshopped on the human skin. So there, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And I, I see that now too. Yeah. And isn't it gross looking like it, it totally yeah. is, but like, it's not real. So yeah. Yeah. But it's it is it is it's the world we live in now, you know, like that these I mean, because think about it, like in the inverse, the whole um, the whole OK hand symbol being a white power thing. Yep. People were like, oh, well, it was just created on the Internet and it was just to troll, you know, to own the libs, you know, like that, <laughs> like every asshole says. Um, but it's become a thing that that white supremacists and the alt-right and Nazis have been using. So it now has become that thing. So it's the same. I think trypophobia is the same way where, yeah, yeah it got created as a joke, but now it's a thing. And now it's you can't just not say that it doesn't exist because now it does. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that I wanted to shout out here real quick because we love shouting out our our contributors here uh guys go online go to greatgeekrefuge.com it's a wonderful website because you know it's our website but uh our very own james rambo just did a review of the comic that and we've talked about this comic on the on the show before uh but it's called murder falcon and he did a review of the first eight issues of the series. It's a great review. Definitely check it out. Give it a read. Uh, but also, too, I mean, check out Murder Falcon as well. Uh, the guys who create that are just they're they're amazingly talented artists. And uh, Rambo just did a really he did a really really good job on his uh, on his review. So definitely give it a read if you're unfamiliar with this particularly awesome comic book. But MC, um, let me pass the reins to you because you brought to my attention. <laughs> Quite possibly the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen when it comes to news that I hope to God comes true so bad. You have no idea how much I want this to happen just because it would be the most wonderful slash ridiculous thing ever. Right. And like I before I before I say what it is, I don't think this will happen. Like I, I, I don't feel like 
uh, the NBA would with I, I feel like they would block it just on principle. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way it's happening. But um, in short, uh, the the naming rights for the the arena that the Miami Heat play in they expire at the end of the year, and Amer- uh, American Airlines had the naming rights uh, for the for the for the arena. Um, they announced yesterday that they weren't going to renew their contract with the franchise, meaning that anybody, you know, in, in, anyone who uh, has enough money can submit a bid to get the naming rights for uh, the arena. And it start. It I, I sent Mike a meme earlier today. <laughs> I sent him a meme earlier today. <laughs> Showcasing oh that the uh, the porn company Bang Bros <laughs> uh, submitted a ten million dollar bid to rename the arena the BBC, <laughs> the, the Bang Bros Center. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. There's no way great... it's gonna happen. There's no way it's gonna happen. But oh my it, god, I wish it would. I, I like I, I hope that no and and I hope I hope it's a thing where like someone else submits something and Bang Bros is like, oh yeah, well we'll just raise our offer then. And 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 just keeps going up until like the NBA hat is forced to call it the BBC. And <laughs> me me and uh me and Gats were actually joking joking about it earlier. Yeah. Like, it'll it'll just be it'll just be hilarious, you know, to hear like and tonight, the Miami, the uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors are in town to take on the Heat in the BBC Arena. <laughs> we we've got a loaded forty-eight minutes of action coming up in the BBC. I'm not even gonna t- like. Okay, like the the jokes rate themselves here. Okay, because uh, the the NBA, the NBA is a predominantly African American uh, player led sport. And the fact that you would have an arena called the BBC is like <laughs> <laughs> I have so much, so much fun with this. Oh God! And like, and that's the thing is, it doesn't matter now. That like, so <laughs> it doesn't matter what they actually call it now. It needs yeah. to be the BBC. It needs to be the BBC. And and, and when but, they do oh, it. And when they do it, they they have to turn like the VIP seating into like the black couch. <laughs> just have like a row of black couches <laughs> for your VIPs to sit in and, and just watch. Just call games. it that. <laughs> call it like call it that. You know the casting couch. You know, <laughs> like, just... <laughs> like you could have so much fun with it without being vulgar. Like that's the that's the thing is you literally could just double entendre the crap out of it. And I mean, granted, like calling your calling the the arena the the. <laughs> the bang bro center like automatically <laughs> like but that's the other thing too is like i feel like if you had two tall really skilled rebounders on the miami heat that really bang the boards right, right. they could be the bang bros like it would just like the, the the marketing opportunities here are endless like if the miami heat were just like look we don't care we'll make money however we can make money like they could make billions off of this and it would be genius because every the, the current generation that's not as like, oh, well, oh, this is inappropriate as the older generation is would totally embrace this. And all of a sudden you would have a ton of Miami Heat, uh, heat fan. Hell, I would become a Miami Heat fan just so I could have my like, say. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm reading their, their, their statement that they put out earlier today and there's some gold in here. Miami is known for many things South Beach, beautiful women, and sports teams like the Miami Heat. Miami is also known for Bang Bros, so it makes sense to pair up the winning programs like the Miami Heat and Bang Bros for a sponsorship opportunity, naming the home arena that they play in. The last major winning sports team the city had, the Miami Heat, were led by legends Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. This is why another legend, adult company Bang Bros, wants to come in and put their stamp of approval on the arena. A new superstar in town as Jimmy Butler joins the roster with Pat Riley at the helm working his magic like he has in the past. Bang Bros feels like they need to show their support for the next wave of winning to come and give back to the city that's treated them so well. Both the Heat and Bang Bros have become staples of the city with huge fans of each. It doesn't get much more Miami than having the arena sponsored by Bang Bros. 
to show how serious Bang Bros is, they've already offered ten million to Miles Gallagher of the of Cleveland Superlative Group, and they're suggesting the name Bang Bros Center, BBC, <laughs> as the new home of the Miami Heat for the next decade. Bang Bros already owns the domain bangbrocenter.com to partner up and broadcast, promote marketing, and help take the heat from out of the 305 to worldwide. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm for it. I'm so for this. Like, I think it's such a great idea. But like, the, here's the other thing, too, is in 2019, who would think that porn companies like have you seen like some of the things that Pornhub does on Twitter in yeah. response to like people like yeah like they're they're surprisingly at the forefront of the Me Too movement they're like they're all about consent like they're all like they are incredibly supportive of, of some things that like you wouldn't think a porn company would be which often porn gets kind of like associated as masochistic and that masochistic um like masculine and like like super like like anti-feminine in any way shape or form that it's like very like toxic masculinity sort of thing but like it's surprisingly not like they're they're like hey everybody has got their thing you know and we're gonna let everybody who's searching for their thing find their thing and that's cool but here's what we stand for as a company and i was just like i'm i'm kind of like impressed you know, like these smut peddlers essentially is what they are, are, are some of the most upstanding moral people or companies that we're seeing. And it's like, what, what the fuck is the world coming to? <laughs> like, this is these are the people standing on the front line saying, hey, no, this is wrong. The, the porn companies are the ones saying, no, this is fucking wrong, dude. Like, and I and and I kind of I kind of dig it and I kind of want them to have and I want to see this happen with other teams, too. Right. Like I want mm -hmm. other teams to like because I guarantee you at some point the Washington football franchise will be desperate for cash and maybe they'll sell the, the naming rights to like the field because well, some teams do that. Well, I mean, they are they are. What is it? 2019, about six years away from uh, their the FedEx deal being up and they have they've been talking about a new stadium. So, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's it's entirely possible if Bang Bros misses out on this, they perhaps the Washington Football Arena. I'm just trying to think of some other websites, like without like outing myself as like a pervert. Like that would be really funny. Like to have like I'm gonna go old school, right? Because like all of us did this at one point or another before the internet. Before internet was like easily accessible to find any like debaucherous thing you were looking for but the spice channel right okay yeah. we all tried to sneak this at some point or another right oh, but like you know like the spice channel stadium like that would... <laughs> i'm really the red surprised arena <laughs> the washington red tubes <laughs> considering how much they suck it's very fitting oh <laughs> There's the joke right there. <laughs> but um, oh man, he'll be here all week, folks. I think that <laughs> makes I think that makes for a perfect tie-in too to talk about this dumpster fire of a football team that resides in our hometown, MC. Let's talk about these. Uh, let's talk about these assholes. Uh, yeah, and yeah. what a what a joke they are. Um, I didn't watch the game. I I, I didn't. I, I I merely perused what was going on through Twitter. And I find it amusing, not, not not even, you know, amusing is wrong because that, that sounds like I'm just like sitting there with like a monocle and a cup of tea with like classical music playing in the background as I observe this. And I just chuckle to myself in a British accent like hmm, <laughs> those footballers, <laughs> they'll never learn. No, it's not even the football team. It's the fans. Have all you fans out there, have you forgotten who this team is? Have you forgotten how bad they fucked you the last 20 years? Have you forgotten what happens to them when they're up on another team, on a good team, on a team that's won a Super Bowl, on a team that makes the playoffs on a regular basis, that has a functional front office, that has an owner that actually gives a crap about the on-field performance of the team and the fans and the stadium and what they do in the community? Those teams beat Washington all the time, yeah. and there's a reason why, and it's because of the culture. Deshaun Jackson spoke of this in the post-game interview because Washington was up 20 to 7 going into halftime and 
every single Washington fan was acting like it was, oh, this is over. There's no way Philly could come back from this. There's no way. We've got this in the bag. We're playing so well. And Deshaun Jackson said after the game, because Philly did end up winning, because they scored like, I don't know, like 65 points in a row in the second half, because they're because the Washington defense had no answer for them, and their offense all of a sudden just like went, went completely cold. Deshaun Jackson said, I wasn't worried about it. I knew we were going to come back because I know this team. Speaking of Washington, he yep. knew what they were about. He knew that they were going to fold because that's that's not good. That's not even close to good. If that's if you know that the other team is a pushover and that there's nothing that they can do to stop you. Yep. And it just like it. it what infuriates me more is not so much that it happened again, because I knew it would. Because actually, I love this thing. I love this feature that Facebook has, that your memories that you can look back on. Because I looked back on it the last, it was the last season opener that Cousins was quarterback of Washington. And it was against Philly. And I didn't watch the game. But I, I, I joked. And I was like, well, I didn't watch the game, but let me guess how it happened. They were close all game. Cousins made a dumbass mistake and they lost the game in the end. And everybody was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. This team is predictable. That they are they are doomed to fail, and it's not because of the players, it's not because of the coaches, it's not because of the general manager, it's not because of the owner, it's the not because of the racist name. It's all of them. It's all of them. All of them together. It's all part of it. The owner is horrible. He hired a general manager that's a yes man who will do whatever he tells him to. The general manager then says, okay, well, we need to get players that are cheap. So they go out and they get injured players on a regular basis. Half of their draft picks, the reason why they're able to get, quote unquote, good players like later in the draft is because they're injured. They have an injury history and nobody else wants to touch them. So why do you think Darius Geis is hurt all the time? Like, why do you think Jordan Reed can't stay on the field? Like Montez, the- Montez Sweat had a, had a heart condition. Where like I think like twenty nine of the thirty two teams took took him completely off the board because of his heart condition. Yeah, it's it, it just it it this team. I, I, mean, I, I yeah, go ahead, man. I was gonna say. I mean, if to speak on the injury thing too, former players since at least twenty ten. Have had have said nothing nice about the the medical and training staff at this organization, and and it's, and and when you, when you really think about it, when you really think about it, players are always injured here. Then if they go on to their second or third team, they end up totally fine. You can look at Brian Arakpo, who uh, for for four years here was much maligned by by fans. As oh he's injury prone he can't stay healthy he's not that good he sucks blah 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 we can do better than him goes to Tennessee and doesn't miss a game for four years <laughs> does it did does doesn't miss a game you can look at uh, Rob Henson who former linebacker here one of my favorite Twitter follows honestly because he's a funny guy yeah. um, but he 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 has spoken he is, he speaks about the fact that. They misdiagnosed his shoulder injury. They misdiagnosed his shoulder. They misdiagnosed his shoulder injury, and if he hadn't gone to gotten a second opinion, they were going to try to make him go out on Sunday. Well, isn't play- that isn't isn't that part of? Because I mean, honestly, I, I I don't follow them very much. I'll watch an occasional story here and there. I'll follow a little bit on Twitter what's going on. But like, isn't that why Trent Williams is not playing this year? Because of medical issues that the Washington health and training staff just completely misdiagnosed or completely missed. And he got a second opinion and they were just like, yeah, we'll take care of this thing that they said was not a big deal. Cause it is a big deal. Yeah. So, so from what I understand of this story, he came to them, I think like, I think it was like the end of last season or maybe right after the season ended and had them check it, check it out. And he was and you know, they told him, Oh yeah, you know, you're fine, dude. You know, you're good. And then uh, he went and got it checked out, I believe, in like May or June and found out that it was like cancerous or something like that and ended up having a small procedure to have it taken care of. And then upon coming upon coming back, 
was like, I don't trust these dudes. I, I don't, tr- I don't trust these. Du- I don't trust these dudes at all because they told me, you know, you're good. Everything's fine. And then, you know, it turns out the thing ended up being cancerous. And I so, just, Jesus, man, you and know, so, and, and it's like, when, like, just if you, if you go back over the years, I mean, I, I brought up Arakpo, um, I brought up uh, Rob Henson. I mean, you can look at uh, LaRon Landry. Now, obviously, he got caught juicing <laughs> a couple <laughs> years after. So yeah. he's probably not the most reliable. Yeah. But he, he spoke he spoke on that, that uh, that that he he had a pec injury that didn't get taken care of until he went to, uh, I think it was the Jets, was, yeah. the, was the next team. Yeah, he, he had some, like, some injury. He, he, he had some injury there that, that, uh, that, uh, didn't get taken care of until he went somewhere else. Uh, Spencer Long was a former lineman, had the same thing here. He, oddly enough, also ended up uh, going to going to the Jets. Um, you can, I mean, if you uh, you can look at like an RG three thing and wonder how did he get cleared to go back in that game when he was when he obviously could not put weight on that leg. Like, like you can't you you can't trust players because you know given the opportunity, players are always going to say, "Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I want to go out there." Which is why, like, you have medical staff there to be like, yeah, that that you know that doesn't look right. You sh- that shouldn't be the case. And then obviously in RG 3s case and in Rat and Arakpo's case and, and other players, we we've seen them go back out and ultimately get get injured all over again. Like you can look at a Jordan a Jordan Reed thing like like that. Like, is is it a matter of him being injury prone, or is it a, is it a matter of the staff not properly diagnosing his stuff or, or not giving him the right t- timetable or treatment for certain stuff. So then it always ends up coming back, you know, cause we saw, we, we saw with the Pierre Garcon, he had a lingering foot thing in that 2012 season. That was just, well, he ended up missing a bunch of games, but it just never seemed to get resolved while he was here. It was totally fine when he went to San Francisco, totally good. But like it just it just seems like with 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 this staff it just just always it's always guys getting hurt and then whatever the injury is like it's never totally good it's going to come back up again like guys with the, it wasn't even the ACL on the same leg but it's another ACL yeah well no uh, or it's a, not, a, meniscus, um, a meniscus tear meniscus, sorry yeah. yeah another another leg injury is what I meant but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, it just shows that, like, it's it's a huge issue because they yeah. don't have... The, and, and the, It's just a mess. It, it, like, that's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've beaten this to death because we're... I think that's yeah. something both you and I can state up front. We're both huge fans of this team. We want this team to do well. But, yeah. like, that's why we're so disappointed. That's why we're so critical because they don't give a shit. They, yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, it's not even just the the organization; it's also the fans. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's also the fa- fans do the same thing every year when it comes to a believing that this year is going to be different, even when there's nothing, nothing to demonstrate that this year is actually going to be any different. Yeah. And then the second thing is. They cannot wait to turn on you for any reason. Like, it, it doesn't matter what the reason is. That, like, it, it can be something totally out of your control. They cannot wait to trash you or tell you that you're terrible. You know why Deshaun Jackson? You know why Deshaun Jackson saw this as a revenge game? Deshaun actually wanted to stay in Washington. Yeah. The Nicole. the front the front office said no. <laughs> the front office said, "No, nah, we're good." Jay Gruden wanted to keep Deshaun, yeah. and the front office was like, "No, nah, we're good. We no, we're not. We don't want to pay him that." And then what you saw in the aftermath of that was was fans trashing him on social media. Oh yeah, he's not that good. He can only do one thing, you know. Blah blah blah. He was always hurt here. Blah blah blah. And it's like. You guys know you can just say, "Hey, thank you for playing for this team." You know, thank you for your time here. Best of luck anywhere else you go, except when you play Washington. But no, like 
you got to think though, man, like that, that's what, that's what's left of the fan base because reasonable fans like you, like me, like we, we've given up. Like I, I can't defend this team. I can't stick up for them. Like I, I, I don't have any desire to, because yeah. like what, what's there to stick up for? Like the racist name, the garbage product they put out on the field, like the the horrible way that they they treat their players. I mean, like how many yep. times have we seen their players once they leave be like there? It, it's an absolute nightmare there. I mean, yeah. like granted, he Dumps didn't catch fire. on. He didn't catch on with Denver at all. But Sue Cravens, like left. Oh, that, I mean, that's a whole that that's a whole other thing too. That yeah. whole situation is super interesting because the organization and players here turned on him, said, "Oh, you were faking it." You know, you you were faking it. You you know, you should you should have been out there, blah blah blah. Even though he himself was saying, you know, it's it just something doesn't feel right. You know, I I like I, I you know something doesn't feel doesn't feel quite right. You know, you you heard about the the thing with like him feeling dizzy with glasses or some yeah. like, and all of that, and 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 and, and the, the the team saying, yeah, he's good enough to go. He's good enough to go. And then. You know, months after the fact, like it actually comes out. Oh, no, he he legitimately had like long term concussive symptoms. Yeah, like he like it, it wasn't it wasn't an issue of him making something up because he just didn't feel like doing it and whatnot. He felt. I mean, it, it, if you want to draw a parallel, it's parallel to Trent Williams. Thought they told him nothing was wrong. They felt like hmm, something is still still very wrong with me. I'm going to go get it checked out. Lo and behold, it's much more serious. And here you are. And here we are later with fans saying, yeah, that screw that guy. And it's like, I don't, it's just like, you you get mad at them for, for doing something that's in the best interest of their own health. Since they're the one putting their livelihood on the line every Sunday, like they're the one taking years off of their own lives by choosing to play this game that they very much so enjoy. And you turn on them when they do something that's in the best interest of themselves and their health. And they turn out to be right about the thing. Like regardless of how you, of how people feel about how Cravens handled the whole thing. Like ultimately if he didn't, I mean, it's no different than if you work a job and you, your job, your, your job is mistreating you and, 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 and you know you don't feel they have your best interests at heart. Are you going to keep working there, or regardless of the fact that you're supposed to be at work at eight a.m. on Monday, you're just going to be like, "Nope, fuck this job. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going." Like, yeah, no, I'm 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 totally with you, dude. And like, I I think what's what's I spoke to this briefly earlier, and then we'll we'll kind of we'll close up shop on this one, go into our next story, but. <clears throat> The fans that are left, the fans that are that are still like diehards, there's a certain amount of respect with that because, you know, they're loyal to their team and I get that and that's fine. But loyalty in the face of seeing how awful things are is not admirable. And seeing how the team treats the namesake of their team, like Native Americans and how they treat them and how they disrespect them and how they say, oh, um, most Native Americans don't think the name is racist. But what people don't know is, is they were just going and asking people who were born in America in Pennsylvania, hey, are you a Native American? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. But it's like some random white dude. Like, that's what you're missing is they're manipulating this information to to get you to think something, to think exactly what they want you to think. But who's left of this team are the people who don't think, the people who don't have anything outside of it. It's that ugly football fan. It's that – it's the fan who – what was the guy's name who screwed up that play for New Orleans? Uh, Stephon Diggs makes that amazing touchdown catch. uh, Oh, Marcus Williams, uh, the safety. Yeah, the 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 kind of fans who were on Twitter and on Facebook saying that like, oh, I went on Madden and I immediately cut him and sending him death threats and saying that he's a garbage player when he was a rookie and he had had an amazing year up to that point. Like, yep. that's the kind of ugly football fans we're talking about. The kind of fans who boo Andrew Luck because he decides to retire because injuries have taken a toll on his life already. Like, that's the kind of ugly fans we're talking about where a game becomes more important than somebody's life. 
But the, the and the thing and and maybe this is biased because we're in the Washington area and this fan base is the one that you know we generally engage with. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's the majority of fans, especially especially here. Like I I I, I can't find among the fan base. I I can't really find people that that have the kind of nuance response to things. It, it's always. You know, I feel the most negative emotion I can, and then I feel it to, you know, the highest power that I, that I can feel it. That's why for me, you know, even though like I, I tell people I'm not I'm not as, I got not a Skins fan, I follow I follow them because they're local. You know, my yeah. my my fam, my mom, and my sister are still really big fans, and you know that's that's a family thing that we do on Sundays. So you know, I still you know keep track of it, but honestly. I I can't even in good conscience say that the this fan base in by and large deserves better. They deserve exactly what they get because they are yeah. no bet they are no better than the people that they that they rag and rail against. Like you know they can talk all the all the trash about Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen and Jay Gruden that they want. Their own behaviors towards the people who play this game are every bit as nasty. Like they they deserve the four and twelve, five and eleven, seven and nine, you know, mediocrity because they don't know how to treat these players, the players that come here, like actual people. You know, it's yeah. it's all they do what a lot of sports fans do, which is side with the organization, even when the organization historically shows us how wrong they are about everything. They're Trump supporters. Like, I'm not saying that, like, all of the fans left who still support this team are all in support of Donald Trump. But, man, is there a correlation there? In the face of horrible lies, in the face of, like, treating people like total garbage, you still side with this person because they're, quote, unquote, they're the leader. They're the president. We should respect them. We should – well, he's the owner. They would never do anything to to tank this franchise. They would never do anything to not put a good product on the field. Are you sure about that? Are you sure that they're not just doing everything they possibly can to make this team profitable? Like, for instance, offering ticket packages to Philly fans, Dallas fans, New York fans, giving them uh, deals on hotels, giving them deals on travel so that they can come and they can fill up those seats because that's how Dan Snyder is making his money. Not by making a good product on the field so that Washington fans want to come there. He wants to sell that stadium out however he can sell it out. He does not care yeah. about a home field advantage. Just All just he cares like, about is profit. Yep, just like Jerry Jones. Exactly. Jerry it's, Jones just happens to be out loud and in the media in the media about it. But behind the scenes, him and Snyder are the same same dude. Whatever puts butts in seats is what I'm there for. I, and we said this. I mean, we. I'm pretty sure we said this last at the end of uh, the season uh, earlier this year that, <clears throat> um, like, damn, I lost my thought that quick. <laughs> oh, um, that th- like this team, like it, it, like it's just. Sorry, my dog is scratching me. <laughs> <laughs> like. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to formulate thought. He's like biting and gnawing at my fingers, really throwing me, throwing me for <laughs> for a loop. But it's like yeah. ultimate. Like oh, I remember what my point was. Ultimately, like the, the like no matter how angry skins fans get, like Snyder and them know you're still gonna buy season tickets. You're still gonna show up. For, you're still gonna show up for the home opener. You're still gonna buy merchandise. You're still gonna you're still gonna tweet about this team. You're still gonna watch these games. You're still gonna like you're 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 still gonna be giving your money to Dan Snyder, no matter how angry you get. And that's the exact reason why they don't have to actually care. They don't have to actually care. Like you would think last last year, they were they were mailing poop. To Skins Park in Ashburn, like yeah. it, there, there was a legit link where you could go on. You pay thirty five dollars, and they would mail a bag of dog poop to wherever. And fans in mass were doing this to, uh, to the the headquarters in Ashburn. Does that does anything this year sound like they they really cared about, uh, you know, about what everyone's what everyone said? 
Does 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 it look does it look like they they were like, hey, we hurt, you know, we we care about the fact that you know that uh you know nobody came to our final game of the season against Philly and that Philly turned that game into a home game. Like, doesn't look like they actually cared about about any of that. No, they don't. They were just like, yep, September's September's here. You know, the 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 you know everyone's gotten amnesia over the last couple months. You know they're about to put their gear on, come out, and you know, and you know, talk about us going to the Super Bowl. You know, even though we're probably going six and ten. Yeah, I just uh, I'm gonna close the book on it from my end here. I mean, like I'm I'm all for always uh, us talking about this because I I love trashing this team now at this point. Like it, the worst part about it is is like I I, I really do I, I I love this team because my my dad does because my grandfather did. And it's a connection to them is the only reason that I can't just completely ignore them and, and drop them like a bad habit. Yeah. But I can't watch them anymore. I will not spend a cent on this on this team at all, like ever. Like I'm never buying another ticket to a game. I'm never buying any merchandise. So you can you can fr- freaking forget it. It's not happening because I will not support this garbage that they continue to put out on the field and, and they try to dress it up. Like it's, Oh, look, look at this wonderful thing that we have. Like, what are you even talking about? Like it, it's, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I I can't sanction their buffoonery anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Just to steal Tommy Lee Lee Jones's line to Jim Carrey. I cannot sanction their buffoonery. Like it's just, (laughs) it's ridiculous. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm in the same boat. I mean, here in my in, in my house, like it's just a family thing, you know. Like my mom doesn't get out a lot much anymore, yeah. so like this is just you know it's a it's a it's a bonding activity that we can that that we can do, you know. Like I gotcha. It's it's yeah. really it's really it's like that is really my lone attachment to the team. Like towards the end of towards the end of last year, I didn't I didn't even bother like watching. Look at the. I didn't even. I didn't bother turning them on at all. I spent my Sundays doing other stuff. <laughs> it's now just. I, it's, it's a shame too, because you know, like, what's going to end up happening is is Jay Gruden's career is going to be ruined because of this. And like, yeah. I feel like if you put him, let's just say, for instance, we'll use everybody's favorite punching bag because he was a garbage coach, Jeff Fisher, right? Let's put instead of sending McVay, who we all love, Sean McVay, because hell, he took him to the Super Bowl. I think you put. Jay Gruden in LA and he does the same thing because he's a good coach. He really is. Yep. It's it's he's given he's not given the tools that he needs. He wanted Deshaun Jackson back and the front office was like, eh, nah, that's not gonna happen. They, like they, they yep, they they have undermined him basically since the since the beginning. I mean, like he's had some shortcomings. Like I, I still didn't like his rhetoric about RG three and kind of how he handled that whole no. situation. Like but that that, that was, that, that was, was total. Bad. That was total classic Gruden, and I'm not talking about yeah. him. I'm talking about all Grudens. That yeah. like accountability, and you just need to be a player, and you need to not yeah. run your mouth. That was that was his brother talking, is what that was. Yeah. So like, I didn't like that, but by and large, like, you, like he's a very likable guy. Like yeah. you, you listen to him talk and joke, and you hear what you hear what players have to say about him. Like he's very he's very well liked. You know, he he sounds like a good a good guy, but then. You know, you hear stuff every year about, you know, hey, we're not going to involve you in our decision making for this. You know, we're we're not going to tell you when we sign so and so person. You know, oh, hey, that guy right there, yeah, you're not allowed to get rid of him. You're you're, you're you, yeah, you you can't get rid of him. And it's like it, it just he's been undermined, and 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 it just follows a legacy of just guys who have come who who have come through here. And regardless of how good how good they are, they're just not given the opportunity to succeed. Yeah, I think what we'll do here, man, is we'll 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 go ahead and we'll wrap this up. And we got more. We got we're gonna have a second episode for you guys here. So thank you for listening. I mean, as always, thank you guys for for being part of what we do here. Um, our Facebook group, like all of all of you guys who are commenting and posting stuff, you, you guys are just all awesome. So thank all of, thank you all for, for doing what you do, for continuing to listen to what we do and what we talk about and uh, being supportive of 
our, uh, our our little geeky venture that we have here. So for MC, um, my name is Mike, and we will be back. We'll be back with another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Um, flip to the next episode because it's coming up uh, right now. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for more podcasts and our awesome articles. Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.